What is up, you beautiful human? Hello and welcome back to the Raw, Real and Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Beck Antonucci. I haven't spoken about the herpes virus in a podcast in a little while now. And I guess if I'm totally truthful, it's because of how much it really is such a non-issue in my life and how much all of these big, massive changes and transformations and breakdowns and breakthroughs I'm navigating right now, how much they are creating such a spark within me to bring so much newness to you, especially around women and our pleasure and our desire and our aliveness and our conditioning and everything that's held us back from really showing up powerfully as women in the face of ourselves, in the face of relationship, in the face of our lives, in the face of our life path. And I'm very aware that every single day on the internet, women reach out to me around specifically the acceptance that they yearn and crave for when it comes to testing positive for the herpes virus. And so I knew that I wanted to gift something really powerful to those women through the vehicle of this podcast. And something that I did recently was a big conversation, including a workbook, including a webinar, including hundreds of women all around the world experiencing incredible breakthroughs when it comes to disclosing with ease and confidence. And I've really deeply dove into the energetics behind HSV acceptance and HSV disclosure. I don't believe that there is anyone in this world really doing it like I do. Like every time I'm like, I don't need to talk about this. I'm like, fucking, of course, God gave you this. God put it on your path. God allows you to speak powerfully like this about this. You got to keep doing this, girlfriend. And what's really amazing right now is the magnitude of women who are coming into my world who are saying, Beck, because you doing what you do, it has ignited such a spark within me to break free from my own shame so I can ignite the same spark within my community of women. So many women lately have been going live on the internet, and I'm not saying that you ever have to do this. These are probably people who are coaches who desire to have some kind of online influence, and they're really wanting to create positive, effective change in the domain that has really significantly impacted their heart, their soul, their dating life, their self-worth. So what I'm trying to drill home to you is I'm not the only one doing it. There are so many of us here who are uniting together. You can break through and break free because if one woman can, then we all can. And I have my unique Beck Antonucci recipe for our own self-acceptance around HSV. And I also have my own unique Beck Antonucci recipe for how you can disclose with both confidence and ease. If that is something that you are desiring, you are in the right fucking place. Strap yourself in. This is one hell of an episode. Let's fucking go. Disclosure and the herpes virus. I know it's been a little while since I have recorded a podcast that is specifically and uniquely on the herpes virus, and I can share so many reasons as to why, but really because I'm so embodied in my deep acceptance of this thing, it is such a non-issue. And really, as I'm navigating life and navigating this breakup and navigating being a woman in a different country and navigating change and navigating uncertainty, it really makes me laugh at how much the herpes virus used to have such a power over me and how much it really is so meaningless to me now except for the fact the thing that creates such deep meaning for me is the connection that I get to have with so many incredible and beautiful women all around the world and it's quite interesting really someone said to me the other day like what do you do 
and I shared with them what I do. And then one of my other friends was like, no, tell them about the herpes thing that you do. And they're like, what? What's this herpes thing that you do? And I was like, well, I actually advocate quite powerfully online for the herpes virus and eradicating the stigma around the herpes virus and just really supporting women to own themselves powerfully in the face of this thing that they once thought made them so insignificant, so undesirable, so less than in the face of society's eyes. And this woman was like, oh, really? Doesn't like everyone have herpes? <gasps> and I was like, well, you would think so. But no, she was like, it's a thing. And this woman was European. I said to her, yeah, especially for my Australian, my New Zealand, my uh, English, Irish and American clients, it's a really, really, really big thing for them. And she's like, what kind of women do you work with? And I was like, really, really beautiful, like aesthetically fucking gorgeous women who literally think that this virus has come into their life to destroy them, that because of this virus, she's like, what do people think about themselves with it? That because of this virus, no man will ever choose them, that they're unlovable, undesirable, that their sex life is ruined, that if someone was to only know this thing about them, that they're going to be ruined, that their careers are going to be destroyed. I know that many women that are so fearful of sharing truthfully about the virus with a sexual partner out of fear of what if he tells someone who tells someone who tells someone and it comes back to my workplace and my career is destroyed. Now, of course, fam, I just want to (laughs) reflect this back to you. If you had a deep fear of your career, literally your survival, your livelihood being ripped from you, if anyone was to know this thing about you, do you think that you would ever lean into the fear of the unknown and do the thing? So many of my clients, literally, they're police officers, they're nurses, they work high up in corporate, they are influencers, they are sports players. I have people who message me who don't follow me, who are like high up in society's eyes. They have a following, they have all the things. If anyone was to ever know this about them, everything about their identity is completely wrecked because of the stigma attached to this virus. And so it's been really interesting being here on my personal journey realizing like, of all the things that my woman is navigating right now, pain, grief, uh, frustration, anger, questioning, like deep questioning, like what are my desires for my life, deep questioning around my relationship, how I've been in the face of relationship, the kind of woman that I've been in the face of relationship, what I could have done better, what I could have asked for differently, what I should have learned, what I, like, where I'm at in terms of my own acceptance of my own beliefs around life and Everything that's meant for me will always find its way to me. And then my real humanness of like, what the fuck is actually life right now? And what do I believe? And what am I aligning to? What am I anchoring to? And I'm 35. And what do I want the next six years to look like? What even are my fucking desires? And I'm just like, herpes is such a non-issue in comparison to this. (laughs) And I want to also let you know that in the face of all of these personal challenges that I have been coming up against, one thing that I love to remind myself is like, Beck, if you can break free from herpes stigma and shame, and if you can break free from a 10 plus year eating disorder, you can fucking get through this. So let that be a pinnacle of hope and like a tunnel of darkness for you to navigate and claw your way through. But I just really desire to bring it back to Herpes can be such an incredible non-issue for you. And I really wish for so many of you that you could spend a day living in my shoes, especially when I'm in Bali, especially when I've now put myself back on dating apps, especially when I'm talking to people, talking to women, talking to couples, 
I'm a beautiful woman. Men will just come up to me on the street and be like, hi. And next minute they'll ask my Instagram. I find it. I just want to let everyone know. I find it so very immature to ask for an Instagram account. I much prefer when a man asks my number, but they love to ask my Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. If you ask my Instagram, I don't even need to be like, I have herpes, like good for you. So they will get my Instagram. They will like the very first pinned photo, which is me that with lipstick, I'm going to read that for you. It is me with pink lipstick all over my body that says, I have herpes. They will like it. They will like it. (gasps) Half of them will message me. I think it's really cool what you're doing. I have herpes too. And the other half will like it. And I'm like, I can't believe that for so many years I lived truly thinking that people would have an issue with this thing. Like, I want to just continue to drill down your throat how much of a non-issue the herpes virus is for so many people other than yourself when you're in full ownership of it. So many people like, I think it's so fucking cool how like accepting and out there you are about this thing. Or men, who did I meet? This man was like, I've never heard anyone talk about it. I think it's fucking awesome what you're doing. More people need to talk about it. I have it too. And I'm just like, even I think I was saying in that last podcast when you're asking me if I was dating and I thought to myself, I can I can date women. I can date couples. I don't want to just date one man because I loved the previous man that I was with and I don't really feel right now like sitting down in front of a man and hearing about him and his life and like caring. I just don't desire to care right now about you and ask you questions and all the things. But when I was thinking about putting myself up on dating apps with the intention to meet women or couples, I said this in the last episode, I definitely did not think that a hot woman with herpes is a fucking threesome unicorn, and yet we are. And so I just, as arrogant as I'm sure this sounds to some of you, I really desire to drill home that when you're in full acceptance of yourself, the world can only reflect back what you're experiencing from within. Herpes for me is such a non-issue, such a non-issue, such a non-issue. I don't experience rejection around it. I've done all the work to break free from the fear of rejection, to break free from the fear of judgment around this thing. It is such a non-issue that if someone was to have an issue with it, I have so much evidence to know that some people may just not be okay with it. But so many people are that the person that does have an issue with it is so not my person, is so not my person. And I guess the freedom that I have that you don't yet have is I am in full acceptance of this is me. My name is Beck Antonucci. I test positive for the herpes virus. Everyone knows. My family knows. Instagram knows. Tinder knows. Bumble knows. Hinge knows. Facebook knows. YouTube knows. Anyone on the world. My clients know that no one can weaponize it against me. No one can weaponize it against me. Now, the conversation around having it weaponized against you is really interesting, and I don't even really desire to go into it today, but I would get really curious, especially in terms of a work environment, how could it be weaponized against you? How could it be weaponized against you? Like, legally, some of my clients are police officers, some of my clients are doctors, some of my clients are nurses. So many of them have this really common fear that if anyone was to never know that their career will be ruined. That would actually be highly illegal. 
for you to lose your job over the herpes virus being weaponized against you. And the other thing that I really want you to consider is at what cost? At what cost of this secret? Say like fucking God forbid all your fears were to occur. It gets weaponized against you. Everyone in your career ends up finding out because you disclose to one person who told someone who told someone now all of your workplace knows. Do you actually lose your job? Can you actually not eat next week? Is your rent no longer paid? Like this thing that you're running from, it has your power until you decide, you know what? I'm just going to be in full acceptance of it. Like, hey, yeah, I test positive for this stigmatized virus that so many of the population carry orally anyway that we can actually fucking visibly see on their face. I carry it genitally. And now for some fucked up societal stigmatized reason, I think this one makes me bad, but this one doesn't. So now I've allowed the power of my thoughts to weaponize my workplace against me, even though my workplace might not actually ever do that to me. And now I'm living in fear of losing my career, losing my job, losing my income, losing my social circle, losing everything around me because I test positive for the virus. It's just mind-blowing how much power we've given it. It's mind-blowing how much power you have given it. And what I really desire for you to hear right now is, at what point are you going to choose to fully surrender to everyone knowing? Everyone knowing. What if everyone knew? What if everyone knew? I would love for you to go into the thought of that. And I'm not here to say share it loudly and proudly on the internet. But like, go into your worst fear. What if everyone knew? Then what? Then what happens? What is next? Everyone knows and I'm just like, yeah, I test positive for this really stigmatized virus that consumed me for a really long time. I was actually quite depressed over it. I experienced intense suicide ideation because of it. I really thought that my dating life was over because of it. I really felt really unworthy as a woman because of it. I treated my body really badly because of it. I dated really unaligned people because of it. I silenced and suppressed myself because of it. I cried myself to sleep for hundreds of nights because of it. I prevented myself from experiencing pleasure because of it. I lied to people because of it. I disconnected from friendship and relationship because of it. They imagine communicating to someone just wanting to be nasty to you about it. And you share like that. Who can weaponize that against you? A good human can only come from so much compassion of like, are you kidding? This stigmatized virus that so many people have and you cried yourself to sleep. You prevented yourself from experiencing pleasure. You thought that it made you unworthy or unlovable, disgusting, ugly. It had you going into relationships that were unhealthy. It prevented you from really living your life for how many years? A virus? That people carry orally on their lips? That in some countries people think is just like normal? And in other countries people think is like the worst thing in the world? Are you kidding? That thing that doctors are so uneducated in Australia around that they tell you you can't transmit unless you have an outbreak? Fucking liars. Are you kidding? Ladies, listen to me. This virus has your power. What we run from is only going to further perpetuate in your reality and what you decide to truly look at has the opportunity to dissipate and truly disappear. 
you're running from this thing is literally what is further perpetuating your pain cycle, your shame cycle, your grief cycle. Yes, you get to grieve the version of you that is STI-free, but you also get to own the version of you, the U2.0, that takes her fucking power back. You get to grieve the version of you who was STI-free. She's gone. She does not exist. She is not here anymore. But we also get to, when we grieve her, you can have a grieving ceremony around her. You can say goodbye. You can say goodbye to the version of you that didn't have standards, the version of you that didn't have a voice, the version of you that did not communicate her boundaries, the version of you that got herself to this point right now. And you can let her know why you're letting her go. You can say goodbye to the version of you who doesn't disclose. You can say goodbye to the version of you who lives in fear. You can say goodbye to the version of you who gives everyone else's opinions power over who she is and her worth. And whether she's good or whether she's desirable or whether she's sexy, whether she's good enough to be chosen by a man, we get to fucking grieve that version of us. And then, this is my invitation for any of you that are really in the pain of the acceptance of it right now, I desire for you to have a grieving ceremony for the version of you who was STI-free and the version of you who has cared for so long up until right now, what the fuck everyone else thinks. If they were to know, you test positive for the virus. Let's fucking say goodbye to her because the virus has your power and this wounded version of you has your power and neither one of them is creating the kind of life that you really, really desire. So we get to do something to cut the cord and let them go. Then you can do this around a fire. You can do this around water. You can do this around the ocean. You can do this in your home. But I would love for you to have some kind of ceremony where you literally say goodbye to those versions of you. And then, bonus points, if you really desire to get into your body and into the expression piece of this, I would love for you to play a piece of music that has you move this energy of the pain and the shame and the shock and the sadness and the fear of transmission and the fear of being unworthy, unlovable, disgusting, no longer clean, no longer STI-free, like some kind of music and some kind of movement. It doesn't have to be dance, but some kind of expression that allows you to release that energy. Get it out of your body. Then in this very same ceremony, you can literally welcome in you 2.0, the version of you who is fully in her power, the version of you who is fully accepting, the version of you who is fully in her ownership of self, testing positive for this fucking stigmatized virus. Who the fuck is she? How does she feel in her body? How does she feel about her sex? How does she feel about expressing her sexuality? How does she feel about her femininity? How does she feel about the way she moves through life? How does she feel about the way that she dates? How does she feel about the kind of person she attracts? How does she feel when someone's like, "Mm, herpes not really aligned with me? Okay, cool. Thank you for being honest. Doesn't mean anything about me. How does she fucking feel? And then welcome her in, like literally get your pen out, detail every single part of you 2.0. And not as if she's out there, not as if she's away from you, not as if she's in the future, but as if she's here in the right now, present moment. You 2.0. You embodied in your boundaries. You embodied in your worth. You embodied in your expression. You embodied in your like unfuckwithable energy. You embodied in your self-love. You embodied in your self-acceptance. You just so embodied in, hey, this fucking fucked up thing happened to me. And you know what? I didn't really want that. Do you think my personality wanted to be the herpes girl on the internet? 
absolutely not. I wanted to be a fitspo with like chiseled abs and like be perfect all the time. I really wanted that. But God chose a different path for me and I'm truly grateful that this is the path that he sent me on. It is so much more rewarding and fulfilling that I believe the little fitspo with the chiseled abs would have ever been for me. And I'm really happy for those people whose paths is that. But like the perfect life, that's what I wanted. The perfect life where nothing ever goes wrong and I'm happy all the time. That's the life that my personality wanted. And God was like, here you go, bitch. (laughs) Your path to enlightenment is the herpes virus, is an eating disorder, is like learning how to be vulnerable in relationships, is like healing your father wound, is being a voice for women who haven't yet found theirs, is learning how to break free from the fear of rejection, break free from the fear of judgment, fully embodied in your unfuckwithable energy, fully accepted by the external world. That's all you ever wanted. And now your path is learning how to deeply love and accept yourself. I'm like, oh my God, I did so much work already and that's still my path. So like, this is the path that I'm on and we all get a path. This is the one that God's given me and like, I can fight it or I can just surrender and say, hey, God, thanks for the soul assignment. Wanted to be perfect, but I see what you're doing here. This one feels a lot more rewarding, but the perfect one just seemed easy. Why can't I just have the chisel labs and the perfect life? So I'm going to get off my little rant now. So Beck never wanted to be the herpes girl intake, yet here we are. You probably never wanted to be on the receiving end of the herpes virus, and yet God makes no mistakes. God makes no mistakes. God makes no mistakes. I'm here. I am in full acceptance of the path that I'm walking right now. You're here, and a part of your pain is the resistance to accepting that this is the path that you're walking. It's like my breakup with Jake. I've resisted it. I've resisted it. Tug of war. Can I go back? Can we make it work? Can we experience this? Can I experience fulfillment in that relation? It's like internally typing. Do I walk this path? Do I walk that path? Do I walk this path? would be easy if it could just happen. And I'm like, this path is so hard and I just want the easy one, the perfect life. And God's like, let's walk this path. And I'm like, no, no, God, no. I want to go on the easy path. Put me on the easy path. My soul just wants the easy path. And God's like, the fulfilling path, the fulfilling path. Come on, Rebecca. Come on. Align with your desires align with your desires. Yes, it's hard. Yes, you get to navigate uncomfortable emotions, but come on, Rebecca, let's keep walking. Let's keep walking. Now I'm on the challenging path and here the fuck we are on the challenging path that none of us really want to walk. But part of your frustration is your lack of acceptance that you're now on a challenging path. And once you decide that this path is actually here for your enlightenment, your fulfillment, your bigness, your greatness, everything that your woman actually desires, I feel so much more powerful testing positive for the herpes virus. I've literally written it on posts on Facebook that have gone viral and people have annihilated me where I'm like, I fucking love having herpes. I literally do. I feel so powerful that my bullied inner teenager really got to reclaim her fear of rejection and fear of judgment through the herpes virus. I have this like unfuckwithable, you can't judge me energy. I love it. The little piece I missed out on, they're like, deep, 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 heart-opening love for self. And that's my current work right now. So once you really own the path that you're walking on rather than resist it, you're going to find that there's a lot more surrender. There's a lot more, okay, this is the path that I'm on. These are the cards that I've been dealt. I have curfews now. I test positive for this virus. Now how do I navigate this path that I'm walking on? Rather than just be like, how the fuck do I get off this path when there's not a path for you to get? Where's the natural cure? What plant medicine can I do? How can I actually stay in this relationship that's unfulfilling so that no one ever has to know? No, bitch, that's not what your soul is here for. You get to own and accept the path that you're on 
and redefine what your future is so that it could be bigger and greater than what you ever believed was possible. Because as soon as we find out, what we actually do is decide, oh, well, now I'm unworthy. Now I'm unlovable. Now I'm limited. Now no one will ever choose me. And the path that we're on, rather than it being the path to enlightenment, our greatness, our fulfillment, our pleasure, our joy, the deepest, most intimate, most fulfilling relationship, we're like, this path is fucked and I'm on a path that's fucking me right now. But what if the other path was fucking you? What if God divinely, and when I say God, you can say source, high power, universe, universal consciousness, truth, fucking whoever you align with. What if that path was fucking you? What if I, like, just for you all right now that really feel inspired by my voice, what if I was a fucking perfect fitspo? What about all the women that messaged me and tell me that they were going to kill themselves if they hadn't found me on my podcast? I literally just fucked them by choosing the easy path. Unless God decided to take my role and hand pass it to someone else, everyone that has ever felt inspired, anyone who has ever changed their life from coming into my world has literally been fucked by me being the perfect fitspo. So who's to say the path that I thought I was meant to walk was actually going to be the path that fucked me? Uh, We don't know what we don't know. You do not know what you do not know. Your head is trying to tell you that you were meant to be on that path, but you weren't because God divinely, divinely realigned you with a new path and said, this way, bitch, in the most loving way possible. He's like, this way, you hot, sexy bitch. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Bigness is here for you. Alignment is here for you. The relationship that you truly are calling in is here for you. You staying on the easy road was actually going to be your dissatisfaction. That's you on your deathbed being like, how the fuck did my life get to here, motherfucker? This is not what I wanted. So I'm here to remind you that this is the greatest gift in the strangest, most fucked up wrapping paper that you could have ever called in in your entire life. And once you accept that this is some weird fucked up gift and this path that you're on actually has your greatness at the end rather than your ruin, once you're in full acceptance of like, where's the gift and what greatness is at the end of this path, new vision. You're no longer looking at it from the victim. You're no longer looking at it from the person who received the virus in shock, shame, and sadness. You're now like, well, here's my empowerment. Beck says that bigness and greatness is possible. What's the fucking gift? And what is my fulfillment at the end of this path? Powerful, powerful, powerful. Mind-blowing and life-fucking-changing. This could literally be the thing that came into your world to light such a fire of uncomfortability, of dissatisfaction, of fear, amplify all your limiting beliefs. This could literally be the thing that was brought here for your own awakening, for your own awakening, for your own awakening. It's almost like my beautiful partnership that didn't bring me the true fulfillment and the like aliveness. Maybe my dissatisfaction was my true awakening and the breakup with my best friend and the uncomfortability and the dissatisfaction as much as I was like, I don't want this to be the path I'm on. Maybe this is the actual fucking liberation that I've been calling and yearning for. Maybe my deep desire to love him was distracting me from my ability to deeply find the love for self that I am currently working on. This is all here for us. God wouldn't give you anything that isn't meant for you. God just would not. God is just not like, you know what, let's like, and Preston says this all the time, let's bless Beck and let's bless Alexi and let's bless Sigrid and let's bless Jake and let's bless this person, but let's fuck one person. No, you're a bad person. You get herpes. And whilst herpes was here to liberate Beck, it's here to fuck you. No, God did not do that. God wouldn't do that. God is just, God would not. You were just as blessed as I am. This can be here for your bigness if you choose it. If you choose it. Now, 
the disclosure piece because not everyone is loud, proud, and all over the internet like I am. I created a really unique framework specifically for women to support you, but men can use it too, to be able to support you to powerfully be able to communicate disclosure with confidence and ease. I speak about the energetics behind disclosure. I speak about the importance of face-to-face communication versus text. I speak about how human it is, how vulnerable it is to look someone in the eye when we're talking to them. Do you know that 85% of communication, I think it's 85%, don't repeat it, could be totally butchering it, but a really fucking large number of of communication, let's go 85% is nonverbal. I do this as an example. Again, I learned this from Preston. I do this as an example with Tracy in our private groups. Tracy's our lead coach for True Transformation and the Fully Express Woman. And I'll say to them, the reason that I really encourage and endorse face-to-face disclosure and communication is because of how human it is and because the human is able to receive you fully, your body, your facial expressions, your fear, your nervousness, your like softness, your insecurity. They're able to like just see everything about you that a text message absolutely cannot communicate. And I'll be like, I'll use this as an example. I'll be like, hey, Tracy, fuck you, you fucking bitch. And everyone will giggle. And then I'll look at Tracy and I'll be like, Oi, Tracy, fuck you, you fucking bitch. And I'll say to the women, what the fuck just happened? Because I just communicated the exact same words and in one moment you were all giggling and in the next moment, whoa, your energy shifted. One felt like funny and silly and cute and the other one felt violent and aggressive. What was different? Not the words. Not the words. And this is why I really desire to drill home for you that a big part of the energetics of a powerful disclosure, and of course, you get to do what feels really empowering for you. You get to also think about what kind of relationship do I want? Do I just want to fuck this person once and fuck off? Yeah, I'm probably just going to text it to you because I'm not putting a lot of time, Karen, and attention into you in the grand scheme of my whole life. But if I'm desiring intimate, committed, loyal partnership where you see me, where you receive me, where you want to absolutely fuck this shit out of me, probably want to tell you important things face-to-face, eye contact to eye contact. Why? Same thing as what I demonstrated before. When I just text you, hey, it's important that you know I have herpes. I don't know how that person's hearing it. When I text you, hey, fuck you, you fucking bitch, that probably feels a little bit abrasive. When it's chatting to my friend on the phone, oh, you're such a fucking bitch, hey, you probably just both end up laughing. So eye contact, face to face, being present, being in your body, allowing that person to see you, to receive you. In this disclosure framework, I dive into all the energetics behind it and in it. Oh, it's so good. I give so many pieces to a powerful disclosure. And I also give an exact script as to how to disclose with confidence and ease. You can make the words your own, but I'm going to share some of it with you. It would look like me sitting down face to face with you and saying, hey, I'm going to use Tracy as an example. <laughs> uh, Tracy is always my go-to in all our programs. Say I, I want to date Tracy. And yeah, I'm considering that potentially it could be something sexual. And so I'm at coffee with Tracy at whatever point in time that I've decided it feels right to disclose to me. And everyone always asks me this question, when is the right time to disclose? Well, the right time to disclose for you is when you believe it would have been the right time for that person who didn't tell you to disclose to you. 
So when do you feel it would have been right for them? Was it date one, date two, date three, when you met them on Tinder? Was it just before sex? Was it after sex? Like when do you feel like that person really should have been in their integrity and told you the truth? And that's your internal compass. That's your goalpost to aim for. It doesn't mean you need to be there yet. Absolutely take the fucking pressure off the table. It does not need to mean that you need to be there yet. But what it does get to mean is that is what you're working towards because that's your truth. That's your truth. I can't tell you what your truest truth is. That's not my role as your coach. I can't tell you. Date one, date five, date nine, just before sex. Mine is talking about it on the internet for me personally. That's my truest truth. Mine is when I first meet someone. Hey, yeah. Support women to break free from shame, connect to their deepest truth, cultivate courage, and live their lives expressed. Like really from their heart, their truest self-expression, the most fully expressed woman that they can believe that they are and desire to embody. Oh, yeah, and I also talk quite loudly and proudly about the herpes virus on the internet. It's like a very big conversation starter in my world. Everyone knows. That's my goalpost, always. It didn't used to be that way. So find your goalpost and then take baby steps towards getting there. Once you get there, the disclosure script sounds something like this. Hey, Tracy, I really desire to share something with you. Uh, This can be, uh, this is actually quite vulnerable for me. Um, I'm sharing it with you because notice I've dropped into softness because I'm desiring to relax my nervous system. I'm breathing into my belly right now, not my chest, (sighs) into my belly. Um, I'm sharing this with you because I really respect you as a person. That's like giving them a compliment without saying, hey, I want to give you a compliment. Like I'm offering you my respect and I really desire to give you the empowered choice that once wasn't given to me. Um, And if sacred sea, confidentiality is important to me, I'll request it. Hey, Tracy, uh, are you, this is really private. I'm so vulnerable. Um, And if I share it with you, I just, I need to know that it's not going to go outside of the two of us. Like it's really important to me that this truth gets to stay between the two of us. Can you promise me that? Yeah, Beck, of course. Anything that you say to me, I would never repeat to anyone. Okay, thank you. That, yeah, that gives me peace of mind because, yeah, like I said, this this is quite hard for me. Um, It's important that you know that I test positive for the herpes virus. And then I pause. Pause. Don't try and skip through it. Don't try and rush through it. Like, oh, and I'll order an almond milk latte, please. Just like pause, breath, be with like the sensations in my body. My nervous system is growing right now. My visibility ceiling is expanding right now. My threshold for vulnerability and resilience is growing right now. My fear of rejection is like in my everything in my nervous system is expanding. I get to breathe and regulate through that. And then if she hasn't said anything back yet, I can then turn around and say, do you have any questions for me? And she might say, you know, I really respect you for telling me that. Thank you so much. Of course, I wouldn't tell anyone. And um, it's such a non-issue for me. I know a lot of people with it. And thank you for being so truthful, which I've heard from a lot of people. I've received, uh, oh, thank you so much for sharing. I didn't realize this was something that was going on in your world. I, I didn't believe it was something that was so vulnerable for you. I do do it as well. I, I have it too. That's been something that's occurred. It might sound something like, oh, um, thank you so much for sharing. I actually know, I can hear like how vulnerable this is for you. Obviously, I can see in your body, in your body language, how much this has impacted you. I, I would love to ask you some questions if that's okay. I don't know anything about it. So could you share, like, if we were to explore a sexual relationship, does that mean the first time we have sex, 
I get it from you? Do we always have to use a condom? What's your experience of it? Do you take antivirals? Is there certain foods that you have? Like, let that person ask questions. One thing I'm going to say on the question piece is some people put so much pressure on themselves to need to know the answers to absolutely fucking everything when it comes to the herpes virus. I just want to put in the space that none of us wanted to be herpes educators. None of us. I didn't. And also, none of us are really that interested in STIs. In fact, I really just thought a condom was here to prevent pregnancy. I didn't even know. I just thought, if I only have sex with boyfriends, surely I'll end up STI free. Had no understanding, no education, no research. I dedicated no time to understanding what STIs are and how they could impact me. So we're all learning. So if I was to sit in front of someone and they say, I have a question, and they ask me a question that I don't know the answer to, all I turn around and say is, hey, thank you so much for asking. I do not actually know the answer to this question, but I'm so open to finding out. I can go and do my own study and or we could both book in and see a sexual health doctor. Uh, What would feel really comfortable for you? And just start having an open conversation, an open dialogue about a really adult and really important conversation. Like you would have a really adult and really important conversation about everything else in your life in relationship. Money, career, vision for the future, if you want children, relationship dynamics, uh, monogamy, polyamory, if you want children, if you don't want children, if you're in mass amounts of debt, if you want to be an investor, if you want to travel the world. Like This gets to be no different. Your desire for intimacy, your sexual desires, your sexual fulfillment, your sexual expression, like everything gets to be put on the table, including conversations around sexual health. These are just normal, natural, adult conversations to have. So my loves, I haven't gone into too much depth and I've also gone into some amount of depth. I hope this just opens a window of possibility in your mind that number one, acceptance is possible. That number two, once you stop resisting the path that you're on and surrender to this is now the path that you're walking, you're able to rewrite the script for that path. And rather than looking at that path as a path of doom or a path of victimhood, that you're able to see it as a path of liberation, a path of fulfillment, a path of pleasure, a path of enlightenment, a path greater than you ever believed any path was ever possible. I desire for you to potentially lean into the grieving ceremony and also the welcoming ceremony of you 2.0 and really getting clear on what the fuck this version of you is here for. Welcome her in. Like fully surrender to you 2.0 is fucking here and let's redefine who she is and why she's come because she is here and she wants to be acknowledged by you. She wants to be acknowledged by you. She wants you to fucking wake the fuck up and know that she is present and she is here to fucking own your life in such a massive way. And then there's the energetic piece around disclosure. And if you're desiring to lean even deeper into this conversation, I have an incredible breakthrough bundle, which includes my workbook, which includes my disclosure script, which includes HSV breakthrough journaling, which includes a 90-minute webinar. So if you're desiring to go even deeper into this topic, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. You can literally grab it there and it will change your life. I'm getting messages from women every single fucking day about how my disclosure script And everything that I channeled into that breakthrough bundle has significantly shifted so much and how they are being received and validated in their truest truth and their courageous self-expression. You get to fucking be the voice for you that you have been looking at me for. I have been your permission slip up until now, but I can't do the work for you. I can motivate you. I can blow a firecracker up your asshole. 
I can tell you my positive experiences. I can tell you about Tinder. I can tell you about being the like fucking threesome unicorn that's hot in Bali with herpes. I can tell you all the things, but I can't have your sex, even though I haven't had sex yet. So I would actually love to have your sex. I can't have your sex and I can't do your self-acceptance work for you. Just like you can't do my deep self-love work for me. I'm not sure if you've seen some really vulnerable posts that I've shared online. You can tell me how much you see me. You can tell me how much you appreciate me. You can tell me how much you adore me. And yes, I love hearing all that. I am just such a yes to receiving that because it keeps anchoring me back to my own internal path. But the one thing that you can't do is love me for me. You can pour love into me, but the love that I'm really desiring, like the depth, that's my internal journey. It's just like your acceptance. I can tell you I accept you. And even your future sexual partner can say, yeah, I accept you. But until you fully accept this part of you, it'll be like a really nice band-aid. It'll be like, Beck thinks I'm beautiful. Beck thinks I'm sexy. He thinks I'm beautiful. He chooses me. But this part that you're really desiring to own and break free from, it's not Beck's role and it's not your future partner's role to accept. They will. We will. We do. I'm telling you, fucking so many people in this world are just going to accept you fully for you. But your deep acceptance work, your true like embodiment of this is acceptance of self, baby, all day long. I hope you receive so much value from this episode. If you loved it, please screenshot it, share it to your story. If that's a little bit big for you, just jump over to my DMs and send me a private message about what landed, what resonated, what's shifting, what's moving, what's changing, any aha moments, any breakthroughs. I fucking loved being with you today and I can't wait to hear what you received from this episode. I cannot wait to be in your ears next week, fam. This was one hell of an episode. Have the most beautiful, brilliant day. Let's fucking go. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're desiring more from me right now, firstly, I love your eagerness. And secondly, let's make it happen. Check out the link in my show notes where you can receive more information on my books, breakthroughs, online webinars, all upcoming courses and programs, and how you can get started on your journey within my world today. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And trust me, you won't want to miss this episode.